we know not to compare ourselves to other people, but I also think it's important not to compare ourselves to different versions of ourselves. Keisha Fitzgerald is the millennial queen of personal development and honestly, it feels like the mental hype girl we could all use right now. I'm at the point where I have proof that I can look back on and say, see, like last time that you followed your own intuition, it did work out. So if you're at a stage for the person listening to this, that's at a stage where it's like, I don't have that proof yet to look back on. Know that you're in the exact moment that you're building up that proof little bit by little bit. I am so proud of this dear friend of mine. She has grown her company. She goes to a monthly membership community of two thousand women. And she built a podcast, an incredible one, by the way, called empower her to 3 million downloads in just two years. So I was completely making it up as I went. And I was very open with my community about that, which is something that has worked really well for me in entrepreneurship is I would go live in this group and I would say, Hey, I'm thinking about trying this on vote below. Would you be interested (laughs) in this? And then I would just literally take their feedback and kind of create from there. Then She evolved. Keisha wasn't scared recently to follow her gut, close the monthly membership that was making hundreds of thousands of dollars for her business and start courses and masterminds to serve that very community even better. And today I want to get into exactly how. Before we begin, grab your phone real quick to join my weekly sacred storytelling society journal prompts created by yours truly texted right to your phone for free. It is time to finally unlock your personal story. These are real juicy. So all you got to do, text the word story to 541-275-9250. The number is also in the show notes below and linked on my Instagram. Now to Keisha. I'm just like, kind of like peeing my pants and just so excited because I know when we talk about juiciness, like we're going to be so raw and real and get to impact people and just like chat. Yay. I'm happy to be here. Um, so there's just so, there's so much change happening in your life right now. Um, you're navigating, moving, you're navigating, you let go of one of the most lucrative parts of your business. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you sitting with this much change right now? How do you navigate that? Yeah. So I've been asking myself the question, if I keep going the way that I'm going and I play it out a year from now, Am I going to like where I'm at in a year? Am I getting closer to where I'm going to want to be in a year? Or am I getting further away from it? And when I think about, you know, the generating income and doing things that are kind of transactional, it just started to feel in my body like it wasn't really the right path for me. And I don't go to my head. I feel like my body knows a lot more, right? And I know you're like that too. We're like, I just intuitively have to listen to what my gut's telling me feels aligned, even if I don't understand how it's going to play out. I've got to just have a little bit of logic where I play out what it's going to look like in a year. But then also just saying, well, my gut's telling me to make a change. I have to listen to it. Maybe I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's not really the how. It's kind of the why, right? Of like why you're doing it. And I mean, I've lost two friends at age 30. And it's a constant reminder in the back of my head that we don't actually... like People say it all the time, but we don't actually have guaranteed next month, one year from now. So I'm not going to rob myself of fulfillment and joy and alignment now for sake of a future arbitrarily made goal. And that's how I'm living life right now. And it feels really good. It's scary, but it feels good at the end of the day. 
But holy shit, how do you gain? Let's let's rewind. That was <laughs> yeah. my rewind for you. How the hell do you have the confidence? How did that start? Because let's be honest about where you began, right? In the She Goes company. Yeah. And then having what was making, well, how much was your membership making every month? Yeah, I was making 18 grand a month. From just that one vertical of her just business. one vertical. Mm-hmm. And she burned that shit down and has the confidence to be like, I'm going to try new things. So yeah. where did that start to even have the confidence to start the company that you had, build something amazing and then burn that down, start something? I mean, yeah, it's so, gorgeous. <laughs> I love you. So love you. I really think that it's funny because we think like, we think of confidence as something that it's like you arrive at confidence. That person is just confident. Like it's a conditional thing versus I feel like I've just been constantly building up block by block. Like I think of confidence, like a bucket and every single time that you show up and keep a promise to yourself or do the thing that maybe other people don't understand, but just feels so freaking good to you. That's almost like it's putting a deposit into your bucket. So even when you're scared to do something, um, that you don't know how it's going to turn out, or you're scared of what other people's perception is going to be of it. Maybe it feels kind of like someone's hitting this out of your bucket and a little bit sloshes out, but you still have it really full because you've built it with these little building blocks. So I've just practiced for the last seven years that I've been in this entrepreneurship like world, I've just practiced doing things that feel right and honoring my own intuition. And now I'm at the point where I have proof that I can look back on and say, See, like last time that you followed your own intuition, it did work out. And so if you're at a stage for the person listening to this, that's at a stage where it's like, I don't have that proof yet to look back on. Know that you're in the exact moment that you're building up that proof little bit by little bit. And that just comes from literally hearing something and and viscerally, some of us make those decisions viscerally, like knowing like this feels aligned um, and not letting your head talk your heart out of it, which is also something that I've been really focused on. And um, the confidence just comes from like, I, at the end of the day, just believe that I can figure it out. Like to my core, I will figure anything out. I just know I fucking will. So I'll try, you know? Because you're Keisha fucking Fitzgerald. So (laughs) let's be honest. And how did you first start this concept of the, of the confidence bucket. Yeah. Where did that come from to leave what was already a very lucrative business? Yeah. You start your own for the first time. Yeah. So my backstory, I was in the corporate world in project management, IT recruiting. I actually really loved my job. Um, But again, it was kind of this intuition of like, this doesn't feel like it's aligned for me. Like this doesn't feel like I'm in the right path, but I didn't know what that path was. So the first real decision that I made was to kind of start something on this side for another stream of fulfillment. It wasn't because I wanted to be this full-time like entrepreneur. Back when I was in the corporate world, it was like, maybe I'm just mildly interested in this and this could add more joy and fulfillment and I could have fun doing this. And so I really, that's really kind of how it started was I'll try this on the side. Okay, great. Now I'll grow that side thing into something that can replace that full-time thing. And just kind of like flip-flopping, doing that for a long time. And how long um, was a long time? So the first, I started on the side, my first business, which was in network marketing back in January of 2014. And then I left the corporate world in April of 2015. So for a year and a half, I was building this thing on the side while working a full-time corporate job. It got to the point where it was kind of like an opportunity cost situation where the business was growing so much that it didn't really make sense to stay. And I wanted to see what could happen if I just went for it. But um, I'm actually not the person who 
preach is like jump and the net will appear. That's not really what I say because I don't think that most people are that comfortable with risk. I happen to be someone who's very comfortable with risk. Um, and you happen to be someone, but I don't think that most people are, no, which no. is why I always say like, you don't have to jump and then put all this pressure on yourself to come yeah. from this like masculine, like get after it. But instead you can actually build something on the side, put some freaking work into it because anything that you're building at the beginning, it's just going to be hard because you don't know what you're doing yet. Um, but everything that I did kind of started on the side. So then I started uh, that network marketing business really took off. And I would say a couple of years into it, I started to ask myself, like, is this actually what I want to do? And um, then my now fiance, we're wedding twins. And I moved <laughs> to uh, moved from New York to San Diego, where I was fully supporting both of us financially while he went through NYU dental school. And I kind of went back to that logic that was like, okay, start something on the side to see if that's fulfilling for you. And then you can kind of evolve from there, which is how I started first my podcast, Empower Her, uh, almost three years ago in November of two, thank you, um, in November of 2018. And then from there, I was like, let me just cultivate community and then I'll figure out what my community actually wants. And then I'll create what my community wants. And I think for a lot of women that are entrepreneurs that listen into this podcast, it's like a lot of times we create something in a box or we're like, we create it behind closed doors and then we want to launch it into the world and be like, look how perfect, amazing this is. And it's like, oh, I just feel like there's a huge missed opportunity of not just being willing to kind of co-create with your community, co-create with your audience and not wait until it's at whatever your definition of perfect is to launch it into the world. So to tie this all up, the way that I built confidence is I was willing to say, I'll try this out on the side and either it will work out and I'll love it. Um, either it will be really hard at first and I'll be willing to push through it because intuitively I feel like this could be aligned or I'll try it and it will just be a total flop. And then at least I know that I don't like it. And I think we put that pressure on ourselves that that thing is going to be like the one thing for forever but that's just not how we are as humans. Oh, you know, we're just constantly evolving. And I think if at the root of everything that we do is this idea of building confidence, then we can do anything because we then go back to that default in our head of like, okay, something is telling me that I need to make a change. I'm going to listen to that. Maybe I won't jump in the net will appear type of thing, but I'll start something on the side and just really honor that curiosity and then see how it pans out from there. And that's kind of, how I've done my whole career <laughs> thus far. Which has been beautiful. And I want to get in a little more of the nitty gritty too. Cause yeah. I feel like we always see these like motivational speakers, like you can do it. And we're like, yeah, though, but like for real though, like yeah. what did that take? And I want to, I'll, I'm going to put a pin in the podcast. If you haven't listened to Keisha's podcast yet, you might live under a rock. I love you. <laughs> You're so sweet. Uh, go, go right now because it's literally freaking incredible. And you've had massive success with it. And uh, I want to talk more about what that took and what you, how you show up in such this really, we, we hear this term played so much, this authenticity. Yeah. But yeah. y'all listen to Keisha and you'll see what I mean. It's completely <laughs> different. She's she, oh, my love fest for Keisha knows no bound. <laughs> But the, the piece about navigating your own intuition, yeah. is, quote, unrealistic or people aren't just are not going to get you. They're not going to necessarily support it. Yeah, and yet, yeah. you know, you've got to go do this thing. Right. So you you gave yourself this permission slip to be like, all right, I'm just going to try stuff on. 
Yeah. See if I like it. I'm not going to make it have to be anything major, but I'm going to give myself the room to just explore, which I love because I think a lot of us that are type A overachievers, perfectionists are like, if it isn't perfect from the very beginning, then I've failed. Then there's no point. Instead of that just being more knowledge and feedback that we can grow from. But you decided to go all in after cultivating this community. That's a very important piece about Keisha's success. She consistently is able to grow this massive community of beautiful humans in the world. Um, And you started a membership. So let's start with how you started and then how you let go of something that I bet quite a few people looked at you with some side eye, like, what are you thinking right now? So let's... (laughs) For the entrepreneur that is thinking about burning down a portion of their business, <laughs> let's listen to how Keisha did it. <laughs> I love you. So um, truly, so I had a membership. So basically I started a podcast and then this is my biggest piece of advice for entrepreneurship is give your audience free value, listen to what they actually have to say, and then ask them what they want and then literally go create exactly what they want that also does feel fun and fulfilling for you. Because for me, my personality is if it's fun, then I'm going to keep showing up consistently. If I'm doing what I think I should do because of other people's expectations or you know, society at large because of someone else in this space, like if it doesn't feel aligned for me, it's going to feel like there's so much resistance. And I'm not talking about the type of resistance that you feel at the beginning when you're starting something and you suck at it and you have to push through that because you're not going to get good until you put your reps in. I'm talking about when you know And some of you listening to this, you know, you're doing something or you're in a relationship or you're in a career path that you're like, this is not right for me. And you're trying to smush it down, pretending like you don't care, but your body is just going to make you shut down if you don't. And anyone knows that it's you, Abby, but like truly it's, (laughs) it's like listening to that of saying, okay, I'm going to be open-minded and I'm going to try on anything for size, like with this very light approach to it, even though it could have massive impact, it's coming in with this, like almost like just being naive about the process was actually really helpful for me. Um, and I decided I'm just going to create a membership. I'm going to listen to what my community wants. So I created this personal development membership where I had videos and I would bring in guest speakers. And it was really successful. We had about 2,000 women in it um, that were paying $17 a month to be part of this membership. And that's when I decided that I wanted to close it. Because... <laughs> How long, how long did you do the membership for? Because so I did the membership for a year and a half. So it took and... a year and a half to grow 2000 people. I'm just yeah. want to give people like an idea of the timeline. Cause that's, in, that's a lot of people to grow so fast. Yeah. So it grew pretty. Um, it, I mean, it took me, it took me probably six months to get 500 people into it. And then it grew pretty steadily from there. And then it was kind of like, you know, some people would fall off. They'd come back in. I had never done a membership before. So I was completely making it up as I went. And I was very open with my community about that, which is something that has worked really well for me in entrepreneurship is I would go live in this group and I would say, Hey, I'm thinking about trying this on vote below. Would you be interested (laughs) in this? And then I would just literally take their feedback and kind of create from there. But once I had tried on enough different variations of it and tweaked it a lot, I just knew that I didn't want to be creating a membership in that way anymore. Um, And I wanted to serve a different demographic and I wanted to serve my existing community in a different way. So I thought maybe if I get rid of this membership, I can start to build up a free community. And then within that free community, I could do what I actually want to do, which is in-person live events, which is when I started my company back in January of 2020. The goal was that it was going to be She Goes Company for live events all across the country. And then COVID hit. So 
curveball. Literally like the month later. Literally. I was like, oh, okay. So I guess we're just going to go hard on this membership thing. And um, yeah, so when I closed it, the intention was I just believed that I could figure out how to build a massive community and that the ROI on it in terms of my fulfillment, my impact and the income would be higher if I had a 10,000 person free community versus a 2000 person paid community because I could sell into that community and I could ask for feedback from that free community to ask them what they wanted and create higher ticket items. So that's kind of where um, the mindset was about it. And a lot of people, when I closed it, were like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, ah, trust me. I trust me. So I'm just going to keep on going. And so far, I, I totally, I'm so grateful for that decision. And I think the universe does really kind of conspire to work with you yes. because what happened ironically is, um, and obviously you know this, Abby, but my fiance, Sina left full-time dentistry to jump into the entrepreneurship world. And I decided to close this membership community. And then two weeks later, we got a phone call that his dad's cancer came back and we packed up all of our stuff and moved from Austin up to Seattle for about nine and a half weeks while we were by his side every single day until he passed um, while he was in hospice. That membership community would have been really hard to run yes. while doing that and simultaneously launching what we also launched uh, during that time frame. So I just feel like because of that, I'm constantly looking for evidence to prove what I, you know, what my decision was to be true and aligned. And I found a lot of evidence to do that. A very powerful piece of this is that you look for evidence to support your decision, not for evidence of how it could go wrong. Yep. That is huge. Yep. So many times our worrying are like, well, I need to have a plan B, C, D, E, F, X.75 is actually a lack of confidence in our own decision. And yeah. it's betting against ourselves. Yep. It's betting against ourselves. And it's funny because, you know, whenever we're doing this like downward spiral, we're doubting ourselves as entrepreneurs and we just start to, you know, look for our brain is literally scanning for all of this evidence to just support ourselves to think that that thought is true. I'm constantly saying, is this thought that I'm thinking conducive to my growth and the direction that I want to go? Is it supporting me? Is it making the process enjoyable in pursuit of where I want to go? And if it's not, I have to rethink this thought. And same to, you know, what you just said, it's like, Anytime that you're going to make a decision, you're not going to ever know the alternative once you've made a decision. So why not look for all the ways to support yourself and believe that that decision was right for you? If in the future you need to change your mind, good. Welcome to the club. It's called being human. As a constantly evolving person, you're going to change your mind and that needs to be normalized in itself. But when I am making a decision and I have come to the decision, like this is what I'm doing, I'm only going to be looking for ways that this is going to serve me and ways that this is going to open doors for a future version of me. I'm not looking at like, but what if I would have done that? You didn't do that option. It's gone now. <laughs> it's gone. The end. Why worry about it, right? It's like staring at a closed door. Like it's already done. So now let's make the best of this direction. And I think because I do that so well, I don't get really anxious about what could have been because I truly just believe that every single one of us as individuals we're gifted a vision that doesn't look like anybody else's. And also because we're uniquely gifted with our strengths and our weaknesses and the problems that we have to navigate that make us better, we're not going to approach any situation or any goal the same as someone else. So if I'm gifted this vision and I'm gifted this resourcefulness to figure it out, I have to honor that. And I have to show up and just do the best that I can. And that 
that's the reason that I'm here. And it's not going to look like my best friends or your sisters or someone that started the same type of business because we're all so unique. And it sounds fluffy and light to say that, but I truly, it's just such a North Star for me that I'm like, if I'm gifted this vision, I also believe I'm gifted the ability to figure out any how along the way. I just need to start because action gives you that clarity that you're looking for. And also by continually honoring that, you're going to gain more confidence in your own vision, right? So the more that you just say, this is mine, this is who I am, this feels good today. Now, not the version of me six months ago, not the version of me two years ago or 20 years ago, right? But this is me today. You learn, I, I think it just, it shuts the noise off a lot. It turns the noise volume of life down. For yeah. sure. By the way, this is really, Keisha's like this all the time. If you were just wondering, <laughs> like she's bringing that. No, this is just Keisha, her and I with the spicy Marg. This is literally <laughs> yes. our conversations on, on the reg. Like, yes, yes. This, this is, is what it is. I love this woman. This is what she brings all the damn time. I love you. I, love I you. honor your energy. I honor your vision. So what is this vision as we're moving forward? And yeah. we're thinking about potentially traveling, being like hot, young, married nomads and businesses is evolving and give me, give me the vision. Yeah. So, um, my company is called she goes and right now it's got one silo that helps support female podcasters. That's such a huge passion of mine because only 20% of podcasters are women. And so many women have an idea, like, you know, kind of like what we were talking about of like wanting another stream of fulfillment. So many women, every single woman has a story and so many of them feel this desire to want to share it, right? Not everybody has that desire, but for those that do, I feel like, and as you can attest to this, like podcasting is such a cool platform. So one silo of the company is going to be there to help support female podcasters. This other new silo is going to be about experiential retreats for women and um, just like stepping into just having more fun. Because one thing that I'm gifted is I have so much fucking fun in life. Like I am just excited and I'm passionate about life. If you ask me to do spreadsheets and details and like nitty gritty numbers, like I'm going to want to take a fork and shove it in my eyeball. Like I outsource that shit so fast. Like I outsource what I'm not great at. I also marry and marry someone that has a lot of my um, weaknesses as his strengths, which is just very, I highly bless Cena. Bless Cena. Um, But, you know, so I'm trying to think like, what's going to be fun? What type of business can also help support this type of lifestyle that I want? And a lot of times, um, I do the opposite, right? Which Which is like freedom. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to, um, you know, block off time in my schedule where I feel like I am, you know, present and, you know, right there where I need to be in my business, but also where I'm completely unplugged at certain points of time and just kind of creating more of a flow that's the state that I'm in right now in my business. And I want to speak on stages and I want to be in community with women, but then sometimes I want to just completely go off the grid. And it's this beautiful balance, right? Of like wanting all of those things and saying like, how can I actually create that? Are the products that I'm creating, like even with the membership, right? I'm like, is this actually getting me closer to where I want to be in a year? Like I see a lot of calls a lot of structure, a lot of like, I admired, I admired you building that thing. And I, as you know, uh, so many of my students and clients wanted to start memberships. And I'd be like, Hey, you want to know the gold standard? Look at Keisha's. That is the gold standard. Having said that, I don't know a lot of people wanting that got into entrepreneurship to create a job. And like, 
I honor your dedication to that community. So y'all need to realize like she grew that thing and it came from sweat. Mm -hmm. Like she showed how many calls did you have? Jeez. I mean, so many, I don't even know. Like I would just throw them in like, and, and it's weird because like that season of my life. And this is the other thing too, right? We talk about seasons. We have, we know not to compare ourselves to other people, but I also think it's important not to compare ourselves to different versions of ourselves, right? Like so often we feel like we're struggling where we're just like, oh my gosh, like I used to be able to handle X, Y, Z. And now I can't during this season, but it's like, because you're in a different season. So you need different success criteria and what success looked like. And honestly felt like for me, building that membership is I fucking loved building that membership. And I loved figuring it out and trying this out. Like there was no, like, it was all in alignment. Like it all felt right from doing it that way. Now I'm in a different season where I'm starting to think about like, what do I want my life to look like? And more importantly, feel like, and is that actually aligned? Which is kind of where like this interesting thing that I do in my brain is I toggle between me now and me in one year. And then I toggle between me now and me one year prior. And this is how I can feel really proud of myself for how far I've come, but also still simultaneously really excited about where I'm going and being open-minded to the plan shifting for that alignment for that one year ahead for me version. And for me, that looks like asking myself, like, what do I want it to feel like in that season? Um, What's required for me to show up to? And what am I telling myself has to be done by me that doesn't actually need to be done by me? Wait, go through those again. Give us the list one more time, y'all. Better write this shit down. All right, keep going. Like what, it's really thinking about like, what do I want a year from now? What do, what's required for me to build now in order to gift options for future me? Like- I love that language, gift options. God, you're so great. (laughs) And then then it's like, it's really asking yourself too of like, you know, what needs to be done by me and what actually can be outsourced, right? Because somebody else doing something 90% or even 80% as good as I could do it in my own mind is still better than me having to do all of these things because then my energy is just dispersed everywhere and nobody's getting the best energy of me. And truthfully, if you're honest with yourself about what your strengths and your weaknesses are as an entrepreneur, it's like, there are so many people that are so much better at things that that I'm kind of okay at that those people need to take it and run with it. So I'm also just asking myself, like, how can I spend more money in my business on help on other people that can do things better than me so I can actually go further? Because my vision is so big, I can't go after it by myself. It's too big now. The vision is way too big. And that's a beautiful season to be in. It's scary as shit because you also doubt yourself. You're like, I'm not yet the person that can accomplish that thing that I want to accomplish. And instead of looking at the distance between where I am now and where I want to go and choosing to label that as overwhelming or intimidating or asking myself how questions instead of why questions, like why does it matter is a much better question than how am I going to get there? Because I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get there yet, but that's okay. Right. Um, I love that. I can say fuck on your podcast too, because it just feels good in my soul. Um, I know. Literally it's in the name. So go ahead. Exactly. Whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. So there you go. But I think a lot of us get stuck where you have a really big distance. I'm sure a lot of women that listen into this podcast that like you've got a big distance between where you are now and where you want to go. And what I challenge myself to constantly do is I am not yet qualified for that vision that's a year from now. I don't want to be. 
Like, I don't want to be qualified for yet. I need this time and space to qualify myself in the process. So when I get where I want to go, it doesn't just spontaneously combust when I get there, or I don't have the support that I need, or I don't have the skill set or the coping mechanisms, or just the mindset to be able to actually handle it and have it feel a way that feels good to me. And it's so funny because I work with so many podcasters. We have this podcast mastermind. And I was like, how many of you guys would love to have a million downloads on your podcast this month? And the chat just goes ham. They're like, yeah, Cage, like, whoa, like they're blowing up. And I was like, that's interesting. I don't want that yet. Keyword yet. I want it eventually. I do not want a million downloads on my podcast this month, even if I could get it. And the reason is because I really care about how I interact with the audience that I have with my podcast. Yes. I also know that if I had a million new listeners into my podcast, I don't have the back end structure set up yet to support a million people coming in. So we think that we want it because we're in this culture of this Amazon Prime instant gratification. I want it now. Like more so and post better. about it. Yeah, because more is better. So I can share about it on Instagram and everybody can clap for me. But in reality, you want the feeling that you think will come from accomplishing that goal. And for me, I'm aware enough to know the feeling that I'll have if I accomplish that goal that I don't even actually want this month would be. I'd be scattered. I'd feel anxious. I'd feel overwhelmed. I'd want to take a fork and shove it in my eyeball. I'd feel like my relationships would get put on the back burner because I'd want to figure all this crap out because I'm not ready for it yet. Does that mean that I don't want it? Of course I want it. I guess I shouldn't say of course. I do want it. I do want to make that type of impact. And you will. And I will. But it's the yet part. It's like, I'm not trying to get there more quickly just so I can clap for myself because I'm actually obsessed with the process because the process is all that we're guaranteed. We're not guaranteed the outcome. And, you know, like I've talked about a little bit, I think like a big driver that's like underneath is this loss, right? Loss of two friends at age 30 that would have ne- I would have never expected that. Loss that we just went through with Cena's dad unexpectedly passing. It's like when you have loss too, you just, the sense of urgency isn't to get to the goal. The sense of urgency is to savor the stage that you're in while you're in it. Woo! Preach, Keisha. I like to think that, oh gosh, there's two great things here. I like to think that it's really, we talk about this on the podcast a lot, the gift of the entrepreneurship of what it is, okay, for the leader is not the product, is not the service, is not the book, is not the podcast, okay? Those are actually the gift for the person that gets to consume them, experience them, have them, right? The gift for the leader is who we become in the process of going after our dreams. That's literally what this podcast is about is who do we get to become? Get fiercely excited about that. Get curious about that. Find some non-attachment to that because the what you actually will end up with first off is going to be even more beautiful, but you will savor that experience so much more deeply if you let the process change you. And I honor the self-awareness that you have, that it takes, we call this um, in the media world, the Oprah effect. So many people wanted to get on Oprah back in the day, right? And they were like, oh my God, you get a book and I get a book and I'm, oh, it's very exciting. <laughs> and the problem with that is that these people wouldn't have, as Keisha so wisely said, the back end of their business to support it. Yeah. So people come to me saying, abs, you know, I want to be the next whatever. I want to be the big thing. And we have to look at the back end and I have to be like, Yo, at this second, that's not nutritive to you, to your nervous system, to your business, to the community that you've built. That will actually implode this shit so hard 
And I think that's one of the pieces about your success, Keish, is that you have consistently worked on your self-awareness of the season of which you are in. And when I first met you at the beginning of your business, you're like, I don't know shit right now. And I'm cool with that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just excited about it. I'm going to show up for this community, but let's just be honest right now. I don't know shit about shit. Yep. And you were so honest with yourself, with your team, with your community. Mm-hmm. And I, I attribute part of your massive success as I fangirl you in the DMs. I just fucking so proud of you. And it's that you have consistently been a learn with me content grow with me company, not a learn from me high up on a mountaintop. And I think that's part of what I wanted to chat about of how you've grown your podcast to almost 3 million downloads in two years. Yeah. Can we just take a hot second to appreciate her on that? (laughs) She has grown her podcast to 3 million downloads in two years. Some of the secret sauce is you. Let's just be real. We want to be around you, Keish. I want, I drink from the fountain of Keisha. Like this is, you're great. Having said that, give us some deets. Yeah. Give us the lowdown. So when I started my podcast, and I think this is really important for anyone, whether you're starting a podcast or you're starting a blog or you're starting a business for that matter, is kind of figuring out how do you want the consumer of that content to feel and how do you want to position it? And for me, it was like, there were so many podcasts that I felt back when I started Empower Her that I felt like were, look at me, I've got this all figured out. I'm the expert and I'll teach you what I know. There's a time and a need for those. And I'm so grateful for all of those people that have podcasts like that. But for me, I was like, I want to have a come with me, let's figure this out together type of podcast. I want it to feel like we're girlfriends chatting over spicy market. Like I wanted that feeling. And I was like, intentional about that's how I want it to feel when anyone listens to this podcast where they do actually feel like we're friends. And then if I want people to feel like that, what other ways can I support making sure that they feel that way? So for me, it was like, let me start a text list because I text my girlfriends. Let me make it feel like we are just connected in that way through that type of a platform. And then if my girlfriends are shouting out this on Instagram, I'm going to make sure that I make an effort that I'm blocking off chunks of time on every single day that I'm going to voice message back every single person that takes the podcast for the first time. And then I'm going to hit up the DMs. I personally do my own DMs and it takes me so much time, but I always prioritize it because how much time give it to us. It takes me probably two hours a day to answer DMs. Yeah, she does that. But I, and I do it and I also sell in my DMs, right? So like I'm filling my intro podcasting course every single month. We're filling our Damn. podcast mastermind your, every month. intro podcast course available now? <laughs> it's always available. We do it every month. So it's available now, y'all. Go grab it today. <laughs> also, is there a mastermind for people? There is. There's a 10-week mastermind for existing podcasters that want to grow, scale, and monetize. Okay. Um, hey. So, so hey, like, if you in- <laughs> Slide into my DMs because you know I'm going to answer. <laughs> um But truly, yeah, it takes a ton of time. So how do I feel like the podcast grew is number one, I decided intentionally like how I wanted it to feel. Number two, I honored the community. I'm so freaking grateful for every single person that's sharing it, which has been grassroots getting shared. Um, And then I'm really like honest and unapologetic about asking for the support that I need from them getting free content. Hey, if you like this, share it. This is what it means when you do. 
right? Mm-hmm. If you leave a review, this is how it benefits the podcast getting out there, right? Reviews help your rankings on iTunes, which means it gets suggested to more podcasts. So if you haven't left, left a review of this podcast, go head on over, leave a review, <laughs> help her get, you know, but truly like, I'm just really yeah. honest about it. I'm not trying to like pretend like I know what I'm doing every single second, every single day, because there are some things that I know full body fuck yes. Like I know. (laughs) And then there are some things that I'm like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. But instead of saying, like pretending like I have it all figured out, I'm going to go onto my podcast. I'm going to say, this is how I'm supporting myself through this big, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing season. And I think a lot of people resonate with that because we're so tired of this, like carefully curated perfection content. Like my marriage is great and my business is great and my ass is perfect and my I, all my chakras are aligned or whatever. I don't even know, right? All that, like people feel that where they're like, no. No. It's it's people, people do not relate to perfection. They relate to people. Yeah. People. And that's what Keisha, that's your secret sauce is that I mean, you're just yourself. You. But I think it's also like something that's like from a tangible perspective that is duplicatable and that, it's asking yourself, who is the person in my life, whether that's like a significant other, a best friend, a sister, mom, whatever, who's the person I'm the most myself with? Yeah. And how can you embody that person more in whatever platforms you choose to use to build and grow your business, whether that's a podcast or that's social or that's your email list, your email list and how you write copy does not need to be perfect. People are literally sick of that. So yeah. it's almost like you're intentionally just saying like, What's the version of me that's a little bit weird, a little bit goofy? And how can I show that a little bit more? And I, I, I think that's just what people want. So that's helped me a ton with growing the podcast. I'm really intentional about, um, yeah, asking for support around it and then asking what people want to hear and then giving them what they want to hear. And you're really consistent too. I mean, yes. that's another oh, huge Consistency is everything because it's... You don't people, do seasons of the show. Like you don't take a break ever. No, no. I do two episodes a week and I've done that for, it'll be three years in November. And I'm never sorry. Seen. Two, two episodes a week, y'all. Two. How and long the have other you thing, Um, So I do pep talk episodes that are like less than 15 minutes. And then interviews are normally around like 45 minutes-ish. And then sometimes I'll throw in like one that's instead of an interview, I'll do like a 20 minute episode. So they're short and they're tangible. And that's because my audience, I ask them, what do you like? And they're like, we love these podcast episodes. They're like 20 minutes while I'm in the shower. I can just get ready and do that. I'm like, great. Okay, cool. I like creating that type of content. But the consistency is everything. And I have so many women that are like, oh, I just want to monetize this more quickly. Or I just want to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, I put out two episodes a week for an entire year before I launched my company. I put out two episodes a, a week for an entire year before I even considered bringing on a sponsor of the show. And, um, that was really powerful because then I had built up that trust and credibility with the audience. And then I built up that trust and credibility internally that I had so often, right. I'm giving myself this opportunity to keep a promise to myself of doing two episodes a week and being really honest. I just know myself better. And now I just don't even know how to be different. Like, I don't know how to turn it down, right? Like, like, I don't know how to do that. Because I'm so, I just can't water myself down anymore, which means I got to be so careful about the environment around me, the people that I'm connecting with, the content that I'm consuming, but most importantly, the thoughts that I'm thinking and telling myself that like being me is the secret sauce and being you is the secret sauce. That That is it. That's the answer. That is it. That is the answer. That is the answer. Oh, okay. Last question. Yeah. I polled people yesterday. 
I asked my audience yesterday, and this is what they said, Keisha Fitzgerald. <laughs> uh, so many people are in this season right now of massive evolution, massive evolution um, of, to themselves, right? I think the pandemic gave us a chance to pause and really reflect on, is this even the life I want? Yeah. What is this world going to look like five years from now? I don't know in a way that I don't think um, we ever could have expected as a, as a general, we're elder millennials. Like we never thought we'd be in a place where I literally cannot tell you where the planet is going to be five years from now. Yeah. Right. I'm literally even saying like the ocean is on fire. I don't know. So with that, nothing is guaranteed that can either stress you the fuck out or it can inspire you to say, what do I want to do with the time I have? How do I want to show up? What do I want to give? How do I want to impact? What do I want? Yeah. That can leave a lot of people stressed though and feeling lost. And you mentioned that you have been in that season of kind of oscillating between stressed and lost. And I love that you made this uh, post recently about the one of two modes that you sit in, in that. Can you give us a little Keisha love nugget about this? So for me, and some people will connect with this where essentially I have a lot of ideas and I know there's a lot of like very multi-passionate people that listen into this podcast. And for me, I can get caught up in my head in this mode where I've got so many ideas that I tell myself that I don't know what I want. But in reality, I have a lot of things that I want. I've got like a bunch of squirrels that are like raving in my brain or all these tabs that are open. And I have to remind myself that there's not going to be a bad answer because all of those, like think of your life or think of all your ideas. Like you've got a ton of different tapas. Okay. So you're going to love tapas. Who doesn't, right? Um, You're going to pick one and you're going to try that. You're not going to worry about the rest of the table. You're going to pick one. You're going to focus on that. You're going to try it. You're either going to love it. Great. Keep eating it. You're either going to try it and be like, this is worth another bite, right? I'm going to keep going. Maybe this will get better because intuitively I feel like I should like that top up. Or you're going to take one bite of it. I'm just making this shit up right now, but I know. you're going to take one bite of it and you're going to be like, this is not my jam. I'm going to put it back on the table. And now I'm going to go back to all these other ideas that I have. I'm going to pick the next one. And where I get stuck and I have to be very conscious about this is when I think that there's one best next choice. I actually think all of the choices are gifts that you're given this vision that you have for your, your life and all of these ideas that you have. These are all things that you might be interested in. Pick one that you're the most interested in. Try that one first and then move on to the next one. For example, I definitely want to write a book one day. I do not want to write a book right now. That's not a fear thing. That's just a, I know what's required um, to sit down and focus for that long. That's not the season of life that I'm in right now, right? Wow. Well, I do it eventually. Yes, yeah. but that's the topa that I'm pushing to the back of the table. I don't even want to touch that topa yet. So it's like the mode of telling yourself, I don't know, when in reality, you're just not taking action. Take action get that clarity, get that momentum, and then understand that it's kind of about like detaching yourself from the outcome. I'm not worried if I like the tapa or not when I'm going to try it. I'm just making sure that I'm actually trying it so that I can then get that feedback. So that's kind of one of the modes, right? Is the multi-passionate, squirrely, or I've got all these ideas. I don't know what to do. It's like, start something. I know that that's not what you're going to have to do for forever. You can try something else out, right? Yeah. Hold it loosely. Yeah. And just be open like that. Free, like the just physically, you can feel it in your body when you're just like, I'm just going to be open. I'm yeah. not going to have this linear path of what I think I should be doing or that this is the right route. It's like, I'm open. 
yeah, I got a lot of tapas on the table. Cool. Great. I'm not going to tell myself that that means that I'm not capable or that I won't get where I want to go. It's just, it's going to look a little different. That's some people that listen to this podcast. There are some people that listen to this podcast that are saying that they don't know what they want, but if they're quiet and they give themselves a little bit of space, like whether that's through meditating or whether through it's just giving yourself some space. Honestly, for me, I like walking, having my headphones in and then turning off my music and podcast and just like thinking and creating those containers to have space to think with your own thoughts. If there's crazy busy moms listening to this and you're like, that sounds great, but I don't have time for that. Figure out how to make time, ask for help because you absolutely need to get this space where you can deserve this space. You deserve it. And so so does everybody else that's going to benefit as a byproduct of you going for it that needs that thing that you have on your heart that you want to serve the world with, whatever that is. And you just deserve it as an individual. But beyond that, I think we say, I don't know, because it sounds good. It sounds socially acceptable. Like, well, you know, Abby, I don't know what I want to do right now. But if I did know, then I would take action. And then I'm going to clap for you and say, well, okay, I'm glad that you don't know yet. And you're figuring it out. I think intuitively, if I were to say nothing is off limits, you can do absolutely anything you want in this world. I think you can have something that comes to mind, right? I think think if we're honest, you've got something that comes up for you. But saying I don't know as a placeholder is so acceptable by our society and by most people's standards of just like, well, I'm just confused. Let me just sit in this and then I'll figure it out. Well, the only way to figure it out is taking action. And truthfully, you're probably telling yourself that you don't know, because if you say that, it sounds a little bit better than I know what I want, but I'm too scared to take action. I want to stay in the comfort of the I don't know. We're wired that way. Like as humans, we're literally wired for comfort, for what we already know. It's like we will stay in stuff that we know is not right for us simply because it's comfortable and we've gone through those thought patterns before. We've already built those habits. It's yep. reliable versus jumping into the unknown. It's like, we have no idea what the hell could happen. And to me, I always look at that as like, we have no idea what the hell could happen. Let's freaking go. Yeah. But it's like, wait, yeah, exactly. Like a roller coaster versus some people really let themselves get in it. And if you're in that season right now where you're like, oh my God, she's calling me out of my shit. Like they're they're talking to me. We, we feel like you're with us if, if you're feeling that way. And I just want to remind you, all it takes is playing it out. Play it out to the worst case scenario. You start that podcast, you start that business, you change career paths, you leave that relationship that's no longer serving you, you move to that new city, you sell all of your shit and travel the world, whatever. (laughs) The worst case scenario, you're not gonna die from taking action, right? Play it out to the worst case scenario. And when you realize that you actually probably have the tools and the resources to support yourself in even the worst case scenario, say it's not die, say it's like play it out to an actual realistic worst case scenario. And you're like, wait a second, I could figure out another solution. I have someone that could help me with that. I have people that could support me. I could sleep on that person's couch. You can figure it out. You always have. You always have. Exactly. And you always will, which is, I think what I see and why I was always attracted to you as a friend to have in my orbit is because you have this ability to have confidence in your decisions. Like we talked about at the very beginning with this bucket and being around you, Keisha, just, I think one of your superpowers is that you remind us that we all have our own confidence bucket and that we don't actually need quote inspiration from someone else's. We don't need to scroll looking for approval. We don't actually need our friend to confirm our decision. Yeah. Right. We just need to keep remembering that we've never lost that bucket. We've got that bucket 
every damn day of our life. So with that, what is, uh, what's your vision for the future in the next couple of years? You're, you're doing some big things. I want to be able to cheer you on along the way. I love you. Thank you for all your support. Um, I just, I feel like women in community together is everything. And, um, I, I just truly believe that by being physically around people, uh, the game changes. So I'm very, very drawn to this physical, like getting people physically together, whether that's, so she goes company originally, the vision with the company was that we were going to have meetups and sub communities all across the country and eventually world for women to come together that are like-minded. Um, and then I think there's this element that I'm really drawn to. That's like, when you do something that's physically outside of your comfort zone, it taps into this, like this adventure side of you. That's like, if I can do that, I can do anything. So I see a lot of like in-person type meetups for the company. I definitely see me wanting to continue to help female podcasters. I have such like a, just a heart for that and the platform, because it's really what catapulted me into getting to build up a company is because of the podcast. And I love it so much. And I think a lot of people, it's the wave of the future. Like podcasting is just, I love it. Yeah. I love Um, it. And yeah, just helping women get outside of their comfort zone and really just understanding that they have all of this potential, but they're waiting on somebody else to tell them that it's okay. And I would just want to be an example through the life that I live, but then also I want them to be exposed to other people, not just me, other women that are like, girl, I did this and it still worked out and I'm going to be okay. I was okay. You're going to be okay too. And I just want to help women get in community together. So lots of ideas coming from that. Um, and yeah, a lot of travel and a lot of just figuring it out as I go. And I'm just so fucking excited about it. So I know (laughs) I'm excited about it for you too. I love you. If you haven't already follow Keish, um, on Instagram, follow her podcast join her shit. She, (laughs) she only gives the Tesla quality. I'm telling y'all, I give the gold star. She, she gives the world to you. And she's really like this 24 seven. I can attest. I've been around her at multiple different times of the day with and without (laughs) spicy margaritas. This woman is like this all the time. I adore you. I honor your energy. I honor your brilliance. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Abby. I love you so much. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Full Body Fuck Yes podcast with me, Abby Gibb. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And it would mean the world if you leave a review so others know how kick-ass these episodes are. And I'm a real person over on Instagram. So tag me in an IG story at Abby Gibb and let me know what landed in your heart the most today. Thanks again for listening.